0: I I will pass just because I something that large I don't have anywhere to put it.
1: That's fair. <laughs> That's what she said. I mean, that was <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on, that was an easy one. Like I'm. <laughs> yeah, that
2: that was a layup. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Leibach, and I just now realized I forgot to write intros, but joining me for this episode is Josh Zorich. Uh,
0: yeah, I got nothing witty either being put on the spot. Uh, I, I had like a half a second where I thought, maybe, hey, hey, guess what? I'm going to come back with something. I Nothing. Just
2: immediately hit the wall. Our very own shield-sliding, arrow-slinging Legolas himself, Josh Zorich. <laughs> I'll take there you it. Go. I'll take. it.
1: I you hope you already reserve already. something for good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hope you reserve something good for yourself there. I don't. I got
1: Mike Bradley will I, give I, his own intro today. So what do you, what do you got for yourself? <laughs> uh. Hi. How's it going, guys? <laughs> well recovered. I like it. Um. All right. So we're we're back to cover uh, another streaming series after we just did. Uh, fuck. What the hell did we talk about last time? Shit. Why am I blanking? What, what the hell did we cover? Goddamn it. She Hulk. Right. We talked about She Hulk. Yes. Watch for the <laughs> steam. The yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're back for another streaming series. This time we're going to venture back to Middle-Earth to talk about Amazon's Rings of Power. Uh, so this is the series set thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Uh, that doesn't mean we're not going to get any hints or breadcrumbs foreshadowing some of the stories that we know. Um, I did look up a little bit about this, the show. Uh, the series comes from showrunners Patrick McKay and John D. Payne, who do not have a lot of experience under their belts. This is by far the biggest thing they've done which is like they've gone very small things and then they've jumped to a very big thing, which is this show. Uh, so I don't know how they got the job. Amazon and the Tolkien estate must have really liked their pitch enough to put them in charge of what has been deemed the most expensive television production ever. I believe I, mean, I guess at least for now. Um, the numbers that I was seeing uh, said that each episode cost around 60 million dollars. With an estimated budget of around $715 million for the first season alone.
2: With all the CGI... That's unjustifiable.
1: I would, <laughs> yeah, you think special effects, marketing, you know, whatever else they need to do. Like, a that is a hefty shooting. price tag.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For something that uh, gets no box office return that...
1: Yes. Like, they're they're counting on these Amazon Prime subscriptions for this because that's the only way they're going to get any type of money back for this show.
2: Well, the the news cycle. I just... don't think those were going
0: anywhere. Uh, if mostly, did not right? didn't exist. Uh, I mean, they always they always like get a little bit more expensive every year. I remember like, probably less than ten years ago, maybe even like six to seven. It was like eighty dollars a year, and our renewal year. just came came in. It's like one hundred and fifty. So that's where they're making it up. They're oh
1: like, yeah, so we've already had a of
2: subscribers at you know an extra eighty bucks a piece. Yeah. I we started Amazon Prime before there was any streaming service, just because it got you free shipping. The shipping, yeah, yeah, same, yeah, and it saved you a bunch of money. So I I don't know. I don't know if this show could have possibly added enough subscribers to make up nearly a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, like, and I'm very curious because the the stuff I was reading too says that this duo that show running the show pitched a five season arc to Amazon. So they want to get five seasons out of this show. I don't know at the price that this show cost, if it's going to, if they've already committed and says, yes, it doesn't matter what this costs. We're going to make it five seasons. Or if like they get halfway through and realize this is too expensive. We can't do this anymore. And then you just kill the story halfway through because that's what happens to TV that I like.
0: Well, they also have the advantage though, at this point of, they don't have to repeat a lot of, they've already put a lot of the foundation in. So oh, yeah. they don't yeah. have to repay for everything again. Mm-hmm. So in theory, depending on what else the other, like the next season requires in terms of new stuff for effects, locations, etc., they should at least be able to reap some savings of not repeating some of the same same expenses.
1: Yeah, hopefully they have a, at least a system. Like, you know, the the typically what happens with movies, television, especially like special effects and that kind of thing is like they... When you're starting it out, you're trying to figure out how it all works, and then once you sort of get your system, it makes the next sequels or seasons easier, mm-hmm. because you sort of have a process in place to get it out on time and and sort of hopefully cost-effective. So, I mean, it, well, you can and tell. And they definitely put some money into this fucking show.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, in the case of things that are successful, too, you got to remember that that usually ends up being, instead of less budget, it ends up being budget reapportioned to some other thing to make right. it bigger for the sequel or the second season or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, it just they one up it and say like, well, we got that down so we don't got to spend money on it. Let's do it bigger this time, you know, yeah. or hire this actor that costs a ton to get in there because we have the extra budget for it.
1: Yeah. And, uh and the
2: and
0: other thing that I saw too, sorry Josh, go ahead. Well, on that point I was going to say if you think about it, like did anybody recognize hardly anyone in this show. Oh yeah, yeah. right. And right. and I I I thought all the actors did a a absolutely stellar job. Um so yes. I don't I don't think that they um had subpar talent by any means, but they didn't bank on casting any household A-list names just to carry the show like nothing against Marvel, but after especially phase 1 you know, they proved that it's a money-making machine and that they were trying to bring as big of names in as they could. That's how you, you know, locked Anthony Hopkins in for three movies. That's how you got Robert Redford to come in, you know, to one of his last projects. They didn't do that with this. They, you know, they, they didn't rely on face recognition and name recognition to draw you in so that and, and because of that they probably saved a lot more than they otherwise could have
2: on casting
1: right yeah
2: true and i'd like i have a question on that note um it, it would it be spoiler to say who robert arameo is playing in this series would that be considered a spoiler i really don't think it is personally but i want to ask you before i say it i don't know if i know who yeah i don't know myself. who anybody is by
1: the end of the actors
0: <laughs> oh. so um it was he the hobo? Uh,
2: no, or that's was he not, the Yes, I see who it is in the cast list.
1: No, that's not a that's not a spoiler, because he's all over the trailers and oh, stuff. Okay.
2: okay, so he plays Elrond. That's Robert Arameo. Mm. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you are now... You have somebody building a legend in this genre now, because he played Elrond, because he was also, if you remember, Ned Stark. Young Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. I know, Brian, you don't watch... Game of Thrones. Thrones, Sean Sean Bean was Ned Stark. Okay. And uh, obviously Sean Bean, Lord of the Rings, you know. Yeah, yeah. Boromir, all that. So you now have this kind of full circle. Right. You have it kind of going back and forth and um very cool to see him there. There's some others, I think, that were Game of Thrones alumni that were in this series that were minor characters as well. Um But I'd have to dig a little deeper on that. But he being the main one uh, to pay attention to, of course, being one of the main characters on this series.
1: Uh, One of the other things I was reading, sort of going back to like how the production budget is very high and maybe they're looking to cut costs. So the, the first season of this show was filmed in New Zealand. So the second season, they're trying to film somewhere else. They're going to the United Kingdom probably to so see if we notice a difference
0: following I, I mean if you look at a lot to make those parallels uh there there's a lot of similarities in landscape when you go to certain parts of the united kingdom and and new zealand that's that's why a shit ton of game of thrones was shot in northern europe and and, and okay. great britain and all that uh in the united kingdom so yeah, they could probably fudge it. I, I imagine the especially the travel and housing cost to get everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. across the Pacific Ocean, uh, or if they're coming from—I mean, a lot of these actors might have been uh, British already in, in some regards. So then you're flying from England all the way to you know
1: Australia and New Zealand. So yeah, absolutely makes sense. So we'll see how long it takes uh, to see season two. Season two has already begun filming. So production is underway in the United Kingdom. So we'll see. I don't know if we're going to... I wouldn't think we're going to get it every year. I would think maybe at least a year and a half before we get another season. I feel like I mean, two it looks years like, is, is too far, but...
2: I feel like there's a lot of production that goes into this,
1: so it's right. going to take a while. Yeah. So hard to say. Um. One question I had maybe for you guys, because I don't really know the answer, so I don't know if either of you guys know. And I'm hoping we can d- sort of answer it without really getting the specifics of the show, but I'm I'm still kind of unsure if this series is meant to be a prequel series directly to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings films, or if this is just adapting Tolkien's work in its own way based on the lore. That, Do either of you know the answer to that?
2: That. I, From what I had understood, this was meant to be some kind of... in. Uh, adaptation of the Silmarillion
1: but because uh, some but, of the production design really looks like it mirrors and fits with Peter Jackson's movies
0: uh I mean right yeah because I mean over over long term some of those cultural things that endure reasonably would be present even long time in the past. Um. So that absolutely makes sense, but the storyline itself is so that is so far before that, right. like we're we're no in the timeline, we're nowhere near the beginning of of The Hobbit. And I'd, I'd be i be shocked that, if like, they tried see, to bridge that
1: time gap. But like, there's certain locations I think that you see in this series that then you eventually see in the movies, and to me, they look very much identical. Like, I can't really tell a design difference between mm-hmm. the two, which to me means this is a prequel series to the movies.
0: I mean, in the timeline, yes, it, it happens before. Is it intended directly to eventually butt up to those events eventually after five seasons? I guess we'll wait and see. I, I okay. would be shocked if they could achieve that. I'd be shocked if even they just, could like, achieve the that designs keep of the orcs. focus on the time period where the rings of power and um, unless season two has a different subtitle unless season two is lord of the rings something else if the focus is on the era of the conception of the rings of power among the different cultures and what they are used for and what the effect is and whatnot the closest i think you could get and this is gonna okay i don't know where you are on spoilers in your head but the, if you haven't seen Fellowship of the Ring, it is twenty-one years old. I can't help <laughs> you much, and it's in the it's a the, it's in the prologue of the movie. What I think this show could get you up to, basically, is the moment in the prologue where you see the armies of men and elves first defeating Sauron. I could see it going to and, that point, but even from what I
1: understand. Point, Go ahead. Reading, reading what the showrunners had taught. Like there was a whole write-up of the two showrunners and sort of like their process of pitching the show, how it got made and that kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure that's kind of what they put pitched is like we want to get to there and there's so much stuff that leads to that moment that that's the story we want to tell. So in five seasons, yeah. I think you're correct. I think season five would lead to that battle, that moment. And I, I think that's absolutely fine
0: without it feeling, because there's also thousands of years between that moment And even when Gollum finds the ring, then a couple hundred years more till we pick up, uh, you know, Frodo and and Gandalf in that. So, go go ahead, Mike.
2: I was going to say, I think it might be an interesting end for the series. um, Because, you know, we see, again, spoilers for 20-year-old movies, but we see Smeagol find the ring in the little pond or whatever he's fishing in. I think it would be an interesting end to the series to see its path to get there from wherever it goes astray and to end up in the water like that.
1: Yeah. So
2: however it ends up there. Yeah. Um, that would be an interesting way to close it out. Whenever that time comes, however many seasons down the road that would be.
0: Right. right. Brian, it, it, during cool. the course of this hour discussion, are we going to hit a spoiler section or are we keeping it all just yeah we're gonna we're
1: gonna get to a spoiler section okay okay um so i can hold up if you have something specific you want to you want to talk about we'll try to save it
0: yeah 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 so i i was gonna address the point about the silmarillion adaptation granted it has been 18 years since i read it i can so i can see pieces of things that are talked about in there like galadriel's brother for instance that tale is told Swaths okay. of that tale is told, and some of the history of him, and 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 what she is referencing, and all that. To my knowledge, the era of the rings of power have never been written about either by Tolkien or by something published by him or his estate. Fleshing that specifically out, so I I I think that they are working with the estate probably in, you know, getting any other remaining manuscripts, documents, notes, anything that the grandchildren at this point want to contribute to the idea to tell this particular swath of years. Just kind of connect the dots. To, to, to flesh it out and connect the dots in, in ways that just this particular era wasn't specifically written about, focused on on the rings to that detail.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think what they were, like, what I had read that they were trying to do was like tell this era and do it faithfully, I guess, like while staying within the bounds that the Somerlian set. Like, yeah, using yeah, bits yeah. like you're saying, like using bits and pieces of it, but they're embellishing quite a lot that they don't have any information about.
0: Correct, correct. So, um, and and there's and Mike, you've you've read the Somer. We've had this conversation. You've read the Somerlian.
2: A very long time ago, yes. Same, okay. It, like, so, it's it's I don't remember much about
0: it at this point, cause... right? And, and only like the fuzziest high level details have stuck with me. But there's two aspects that are very present in this era that I like. All, I n- number one, the first is all of the past history that they talk about with Morgoth right. in in the show that is. Not present in this story, but it's it's what just immediately happened, if you will, before the story started. I would love to see a series about that era. Before, like, not necessarily all about the Silmarils, even though I know like that was a lot of Morgoth's focus and whatnot, but all of the elfin stories, um, of elves and and, and elves and men during that struggle, that battle, that that whole thing, the fight with the gods, like, they talk about that in the show. Um, So, it's like, but they're just filling you in on past history for context of what you're just watching. I would love, love them to make something about theirs. There are some badass elf stories during that time of just these, like, amazing, they're not even demigods, they are just elves, but they tear through Middle Earth as if they are, like, demigods. and, And it is really cool.
1: Could be something that they, they want to do another prequel series after this one finishes its five-season run or something. Or maybe there's a spinoff show that comes later if this does During, well enough. So. Like in
0: the middle or something like, yeah. yeah. Just in, and it's just like a companion thing that's happening separately or whatever. But it the material is there for it. It, it would be great. The other one that, like, draw I my jaw dropped when I realized that they were going was the first time that they say that they are going to. And then you see Numenor. Oh, yeah. And just the whole kingdom of men out there in the sea yeah um there's something i won't share right now because they might end up including it in the series but i don't know i forget the timeline um but if they ever do if they don't include it in the series in this in this rings of power series um it's something they could tap into at another time that would also be very interesting that you could get like a year or two out of um and if they if they do i'll mention it when we get into the spoilers it's I think it's a pretty badass section of the uh, of the history.
1: Cool. Um, so let's let's just get general impressions, and then we'll go to spoilers because I think we're we're sort of leaning there already. So, Mike, just generally, what did you think of the series? Um,
2: so I guess one of the things that, yeah, I'll start with a negative on, on this, and I'll finish with a positive. Um, you know, we talked a lot about how, yeah, uh, you shooting on location in New Zealand and going to the UK, so much of this felt like it was on a green screen. um, mm. And I don't know how much of it actually was, but a lot of it felt, compared to, you know, Peter Jackson's work, that basically none of it was. I'm sure there was parts in Peter Jackson's work that was, but not much. A, a, to me, a lot of this felt like it was.
1: Yeah, see, I didn't um, get that feeling at all but continue
2: I don't know maybe it's a setting on my TV I don't know <laughs> um, to me it just it felt like it was for me um and it, it felt like they didn't use as many practical effects on a lot of things that I would have preferred to have seen those it felt like there was more CGI going on with some of the orcs and things like that than I would have wanted okay um again I can't speak to whether that's accurate or not because I have not looked it up to find out, but it looked like it to me. Do, with the orcs specifically, said... do, you, do you mean in terms of um,
0: how their, like, quote, costumes or makeup looked on screen? You think the the costumes, for instance, in that case, was more CGI than just practical prosthetics and, and physical makeup?
2: That's what it felt like to me watching it.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. All
2: right. Um... It, again i don't know if it's true or not i i i don't know but if it, it, it seemed like it to me like i always felt like i was seeing something that was cgi um you know you mentioned numenor and that really pulled me out because numenor was that like that had to be so much cgi to do it and it true. just it pulled me out in ways that you don't get pulled out in the original trilogy um and that, well, that let me, like let when me, i'm thinking about this a lot of that is what comes to mind for me
0: sure um, so for, from a settings perspective think about in your mind what was the difference between for instance like yes in in rohan they built that village upon the mountain hill and so they're filming a lot inside close quarters with that a lot of the close up scenes that are happening on the streets of gondor are practical sets but right
2: a ridiculous amount Gondor itself obviously didn't exist
0: <laughs> correct right and, and so even right. uh, even in some micro scale they didn't try building that kind of thing so in my mind i, I guess i just see that as comparable.
2: You, you thought be... I, I don't know it looked more realistic in those older films to me than
1: okay what we had now like
2: i maybe it's because everything was very sharp and pristine Mm-hmm. And the way that they did the CGI as opposed to having those rough edges actually made it look more real. I d- I don't mm-hmm. know why. Okay. It's hard for me to explain it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're you know. Um, but I'll I'll again, I don't want to spend too much time on that outside of spoilers. <laughs> so I'll get to the good. Yeah. Um I feel like the last two episodes of this were some of the better TV I've seen in recent times. It was extremely good. Um, up until that point, I was comparing it a lot to, uh, return to the Dra- or blood of the dragon. Um, the HBO series that was going on for game of Thrones. And to me, that was just overshadowing the rings of power the whole time. Cause they're running week to week against each other. Is it and house of dragon?
1: I thought you said blood of Dragon. house
2: of the dragon, blood okay. of the dragon's the name of the book. Sorry. Okay. Um, house of the dragon, show on HBO. Um it was to me it was overshadowing this by a lot. I was looking forward to that every week. Rings of Power, I was like, "Oh, it's there. I'll watch it leading up." And then the last few episodes really pulled me in a lot more. Yeah. And there's a few things that I didn't see them doing so soon in the series that I was really pleased to see. Um and in general, I don't think there was a bad acting performance. I think everybody did a really good job. And I, I'm not again for spoiler reasons. I'm not going to say who, but I have a new, maybe favorite character in Lord of the Rings.
1: I bet I know who it is. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Josh, what do you think, general, for the series?
0: Uh, completely. As you know, I made the comment. my uh, already? But I completely agree with Mike on on the acting. Um, the the. I, the the actress who plays Galadriel owned that show yes yes just every every scene there was not there was not it, it it didn't matter what the scene was about or who she had to you know punch against it was like man she she owned it um but at the same time and that's big shoes to step into taking over a role that Kate Blanchett had like very much, yeah. and, and, and honestly, I mean, how much screen time does Kate Blanchett have in all those movies? Very, very little. But the lasting impression right. that she had, and, and to be such a different incarnation of her at this different point in that character's life thousands of years before, like, it, it's such a challenge. Um, but that's not to say that, especially when Galadriel's in the scene, that you didn't notice everybody else, or everyone else just seemed to be inconsequential, like everybody filled the shoes that they needed to. And really, like I said, I I think it was not only a smart move, but I think it was actually the right move. Don't cast people anyone recognizes and create a shit ton of characters that nobody predominantly a lot of characters that no one has any preconception of. Every one of those actors can make every one of those characters exactly what they are because you have no reason to think that they're anything else.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um I I, I kind of agree with Mike on the pacing a little bit. It did take me I, I was curious enough to start watching, and I feel like there was a little bit of a slump with like episodes like three, four, five, maybe, or four, five, six. But the front end and the back end, and then I think I think the front and the back end are both very strong, and if you like I, I imagine if I try to binge, I, I binge this as opposed to, again, doing weekly watches, even that middle will probably feel better the second time around. Um, but, I I, I mean, so. they, they had a tall order ahead of them, and at least for this first outing, I think they more than understood the assignment.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, with a lot of it. So I'm going to be – it's going to be tough for me not to just sit here and rave about this show. I fucking love this show. Like, more than I thought I would. Um, and I think, like, yeah, like you guys said, the pacing, it is a little bit of, like, a slow burn kind of show. I think it builds very well, but week to week, some of the episodes can be slower because it's just building to what the story is going to go to next. And I, it kind of feels like, I think Andor has is another slow burn type of show. I think it builds very well. And when you get to those points of, like, heavy stuff, it hits harder because of how well it's written and how that story builds as you go on. And I think this show does the same thing. Um, I don't think, I, I i think I disagree with Mike just for the, the special effects and production value. I think everything looked amazing and I, I really liked the way it looked and how the special effects came together and everything. Like you can tell they fucking put some money into this and it's, I think top-notch special effects, especially for something that's deemed quote unquote television. Like this is looks superb. Yeah.
2: Um, I didn't take that into account in my critique.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, because it's hard to like it It wants to be on par with the movies. And I think it, it hits pretty close to that bar, especially on a quote unquote TV budget. Like if it was a movie, I'm sure the effects would look a little bit more polished. But maybe I'm looking at it where I'm a little bit more forgiving in that sense. But even still, I think uh, there was so many maybe it's just the cinematography too. There's so many shots in this show where I'm just like, that is beautiful. And just keep that on screen for as long as possible because it looks so fucking good. Like there. Yeah. Just some of the landscapes and the way they shot. And maybe, I don't know if that's going to be the, just because of shooting in New Zealand and stuff. So I'm I'm curious to see how the United Kingdom is going to feel, if it's going to aesthetically feel different or if they're still able to hide it and mask it and make it feel like the same thing. So I'm kind of curious what next season feels like. Um, and I agree with Josh. The characters and the actors were fucking fantastic. I think there's not a soft spot in this cast. I think everybody did great. Um I definitely it's it's even hard for me to pick like a top 5 characters because I think a lot of them are very fucking cool. And I there's I feel like one. I have many favorites. There,
2: there is one shining beacon above them all.
1: <laughs> I think he, we'll get to I that. I'm 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 going to assume I know who you're talking about, but he is he is definitely near the top of my list. I think I think a relationship between him and somebody else are the crux of this show for me and they they hit so many heavy emotional beats for me that I was surprised that that was the duo that I'm like just give me more of them like all of the show (laughs) around them please Um, I watch it yeah let them
2: record a podcast (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) um all right anything else generally we want to spit out before we get into uh spoilery things not for me um as always you know this, these are our opinions so if you want to check out the show yourself please check it out form your own opinion don't always listen to us whether it's good or bad uh check it out for yourself feel free to let us know what you think after you've checked it out uh but now we're going to p- pivot to spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled pause this now come back after finishing the series otherwise if you continue on we'll be sure to or try our best to ruin the surprises for you uh either way spoilers to follow
2: pew, pew, pew. spoiler. Pew, pew.
1: spoiler you know something like that all right, uh, so we're into the spoilery category. Josh, you wanted to start with something? What do you got? Just to point out that I'm glad
0: that I didn't try to uh, pronounce the actress's name who plays Galadriel. Because- I,
1: I looked at the cast list, and I really want to give people props, but I'm going to butcher every one of these fucking people's names.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's such an eclectic um, background of, of actors, both from just like like, call it, so many different cultures and, and so many different yeah. ethnic backgrounds of, of different things. I'm assuming she might be uh, Welsh or Scottish. I'll have to look it up. But her first name is Morfydd, M-O-R-F-Y-D-D, and after having been to ireland last year i'm sure that's incorrect and it's probably not pronounced anything <laughs> like any even anywhere near phonetically as you'd think it is but uh more more i'm gonna call her morphed uh Morphid clark um she she was my favorite throughout the whole series and i think her acting stole the show
2: yeah the name is welsh if you google it All right. yeah, i don't know if she's welsh but the name is of welsh origin
0: uh, she is a oh Swedish-born Welsh
2: actress. So there's that. All
1: right. Well, let's uh let's pivot to characters then. <laughs> it, yeah, is, we'll go through... it is. It oh, is Morvid. Morvid is how it is. So Morvid. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have went with you, Josh. I would have said Morvid. Morvid time. <laughs> I mean, I just, it, looks how it's Yeah, I was spelled. gonna say it's it's Morvid. It's Morvid yeah.
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there you go, Ian. It happened. It's in here. <laughs> right,
0: He's not going to listen I this deeper in the episode. I want to take a guess at the character you guys are talking about, because I think I initially thought it was somebody else. Then I thought you were oh, agreeing okay. with me it was Galadriel. Then I don't think it is now, because you said he. And now I, I kind of have an idea, so I'm going to say... <laughs> uh, I can't even remember their names, but the uh, the husband and wife from, uh, fr- from the, the dwarf culture...
2: You're half right. Oh no, I was clearly talking about Theo.
1: <laughs> bullshit. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no Durin, of course right? Durin. Wait, yeah.
2: the the other character we were talking about was not his wife. We were talking about him and uh oh. Elrond. Yeah. The, the two of them oh, the together on this show yeah, were yeah. they were fucking amazing.
1: They hit so many um, hard hitting emotional beats in this show that I was surprised that every time they got to there, it's like, "Well, shit, you're actually driving me to almost shed a tear here," and I don't know what's happening. I was not prepared for this.
0: <laughs> that those were good. Those were good scenes. You're right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, the they, whole the whole reveal with like the the mithril and how it affected like when Elrond's like pleading to Durin to help them with the the tainted leaf that they have, mm-hmm. and that whole conversation, and then the way like. You can see Durin like just struggling with like he wants to help his friend but he can't, and then even the way that shot like he slides the the crystal across the table that sit next to the leaf and then you see it affect the leaf and then they decide no we're gonna dig for this shit fuck it we're we're doing it that whole thing was
2: awesome. Durin having that moment when he sees what it does, yeah, like he physically sees it happen and says holy shit I can't let I cannot let my friend go without this.
1: And that goes in line um, with, like, the you know, moments like that, that I think, big. are so powerful and so awesome that there's no action there. It's dialogue-driven. And that's the part yeah. of the show that might feel, like, slow and not, like, a lot happens for people. But I was eating all that stuff up. I fucking loved it.
2: I mean, the, even the, you know, the the friendly competitiveness between them with the whole... Oh, yeah. The, the hammering like thing the rocks, where it's like, oh, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, where he's even like, how, I, I how... let you win or didn't let him win. You know, like, it's...
1: How Durin basically well, cons the Elven King to giving him a table, yeah, like that was great. That. <laughs> like... Just
0: made up something that sounded history shit, and <laughs> he just takes this giant. And and not only does he take it, it seemed like the king had like six elves have to hand walk it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how many? Like who? Kn- I don't know how
2: far apart their shit is. Like
0: dozens of miles, hundreds of miles oh, yeah. away
2: to like return it. Like yeah, that. that well, I mean, they're in Moria here. Are they in Moria? I can't remember. Is it?
0: I don't think they are. I don't. I don't think they're in Moria yet. Because I think there's. A, See, I there's just just assume him.
1: every underground dwarven city is Moria. I, but, but I don't know a lot of Lord of the Rings lore, so I
0: believe there's more than there's definitely more than one. But at the same time, they do give you the eventual like, at the, the end of the I think it's oh, no, the they're... end of the one episode they like pan down like through the earth and show you like the Balrog that we know eventually gets unearthed, and that the, is in Moria. They, so. are,
2: they are in a place that you know, that is very, very close to Moria. They are in Khazad-dum.
1: Okay. Uh, that okay. is, they so are in the city of
2: Khazad-dum. That's right? Yeah, that's, yeah the, that's, that's where the last bridge. That's where the Balrog is, where, right. where
0: okay. Gandalf falls. So it's, I guess I just considered, I considered Khazad-dum, I always thought of it as a, a, a particular area, of more, of
2: the grander moria kingdom but i guess maybe i'm wrong i think that's what it is at the time of like fellowship mm-hmm. but I, evidently at this time it's a city oh interesting maybe moria
0: so, itself actually has because you see it's like making. falling
2: apart yeah you oh, know yeah, like yeah. when they go into moria it's very much still a city. I mean, it's dead. Yeah, yeah. In fellowship, yeah, I mean, everybody's dead. But it was very much still a city that uh, Gimli was expecting to find his family there. And right, Yeah, they're all dead unexpectedly. Whereas Khazad Dûm was still crumbling at that time. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: So, um, I don't want to get too bogged down in like every single character there is. So instead of just sure. going through the whole cast, like I think we've all agreed, the whole cast is really awesome. Is there any specific favorite characters or actors that you just want to point out to and just give props for whatever reason? Let's just try to do, hit some bullet point stuff.
2: Uh, the only other one I would personally is Joseph Maul um, plays uh, Eddar or however they say it. The good old leader Uncle of the Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the first Uruks is what it sounds like
1: that right. they were okay. leading to. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like he's one of the first ones to be turned into an Uruk. Which is why he's technically an orc, but he still looks like an elf. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I, I will also, if I can, um, I will give He was
2: fantastic. I will give internet credit
0: to my wife who put the dots together on that very, very fast that the orcs call him Adar as if that's his name. Um and before they even explain it in the show that it actually means father it's the elven word for father i think there's only maybe one moment two at most across the lord of the rings movies that Liv tyler calls elrond adar and like if you don't have ah, the okay. subtitles on or you don't know that um that that's what she said and that's what it means that's why she says it adar she's just saying dad father
1: okay sarah yeah, picked that I didn't, shit I didn't know up that. Yeah,
0: and I was amazed. Like as soon as she said it, I'm like, "Yes, you're right." And that's wow. <laughs> I was amazed. So yes, she, she's she's yeah. getting
1: props for that. Nicely done. Uh, any other characters for you guys you want to point out? <sighs> Man, I, I feel like all the like the different little
0: sects of of storylines each had their own highlights in in some ways. Um, yeah, I do. I, I'll give it to him. I really liked in many cases. I really liked the dude who turned out to be Sauron. Yes. Yeah. Was He's good. very as as the actor given that task until that reveal moment, he was very charismatic and
1: it was funny seeing the uh the internet memes week to week for this show cuz they were doing the same thing that they did with WandaVision and Mephisto <laughs> but with Sauron for this show and I I dug that. I thought that was great. I admittedly...
2: His name by the way is Charlie Vickers. Yes. Uh, to give the yes. actor a little credit there go ahead sorry I just want to...
0: uh well I was actually gonna I, I'm gonna hold off because I was almost gonna, gonna turn my comment toward like storylines and and whatnot and how it played out so I'll try to keep on characters um I think I really I liked the queen of of Numenor a lot um I like it's funny I didn't not that I didn't care about him I didn't really find myself getting invested in a seal door yet um but I really like yeah. his dad
2: uh, yeah 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 Ellen yeah. Deal was awesome um,
0: oh, so this is the thing I wanted uh, to point out as well. When you reach that prologue moment in in, in well, if you watch Fellowship, that battle that's happening in Moria as they are trying the men and elves are trying to storm Moria to go kill Sauron. Mordor. I'm sorry. Yes, they're trying to to, to storm Mordor to to kill Sauron. They in that scene, the king gets struck down. Isildur tries picking up his sword that Sauron then breaks and Asildor uses to cut his fingers off, thus severing the ring from his body. So, that moment, we have now met someone who is only a general of sorts in the Numenorean army, who eventually becomes king of men in Middle-earth. That dad character becomes the king who gets struck down in the prologue, and we now know who S- Sildor is who then in that moment takes his
1: dad's sword. So that is yeah. their eventual path. And that's what I kind of love about this show is like I'm I never read the books. I'm going strictly off the movies. But there's enough breadcrumbs in the movies that when I'm getting stuff like I'm connecting those kind of dots when I'm watching the show and like, oh shit. You know, that's the that's the kid that's going to eventually, like you said, be the one that cuts off the hand of of Sauron. Mm-hmm. And like the when you start seeing the the elves go to the dwarves to help them try to get them to mine this mineral. And I was like, oh, that's got to be the mithril. And then, of course, they say that. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, this leads to them getting so deep that they disturb the Belrog, And then mm-hmm. that becomes a thing like it's all these little things in there that were I was geeking out about week to week <laughs> for that kind of stuff.
2: Do we know that mining the Mithril takes them to there? Well, or? it's
1: at least in the movies, again, this is my knowledge, is they say they dug too deep in the mountain for something. They never say what it is that they kicked up right. the Belrog. So I'm putting yeah. two and two together. I'm connecting the dots there that it has to be the Mithril.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, characters for me, a lot of them we already talked about. Durin and Elrond, I think, are great, and they, they carry the show for me. Um, Galadriel is definitely a close second. I fucking love her, too. Um, the other elven guy that was new, um, Aaron deer, Aaron deer, um, the woodland elf. He was fucking great. I really liked him a lot too. Like he, there's something about like, you know, you're going off of like the, uh, Legolas and stuff and how Legolas is just really like, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like agile and, and clean and, and, um, the way he fights seems very smooth. Like, yep. This guy got into a scrap with this big fucking orc, and it was like the most brutal fucking fight I've ever seen an elf get into that didn't feel like he could just get his way out of it. I was with that the whole time. And I thought that I was. I actually great. have
2: specific notes about that fight that we can talk about. <laughs> all right, you want to go through yeah. We'd, I mean, we don't know. No, finish your characters first.
1: I, I mean, I'm that was pretty much to, all. Those were the last ones I was going to talk about because I think everybody else we sort of already talked about for me.
2: At, my specific notes on that fight. Um, let me pull up exactly what I had wrote so I could see. Um, it, I said that they did clever camera tricks to create the illusion of a single-take fight. Correct. They, they were doing a lot of that to make it look like it was a single-take, but it was easily edited into things. But it looked smooth the whole way. Yeah. Like to fool, if you weren't looking close enough, that's really cool to see them do in that kind of fight. Um, But I hated the way the fight ended. Very specifically, because oh. it was just the most predictable. I'm just, just because how many fights in Lord of the Rings itself have ended that same exact way. I mean, sure. Already, like, at, like how many times? It's like, oh, he's got him, he's got him, Ugh. and then he's gets stabbed in the back and he's dead. And it's like, I feel like I've seen that so many times in just Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and shit like that. And I'm like,
1: all right. See, I think it went I the other way for like, him yeah. to just win. I guess it's kind of predictable. Like I didn't ex—I guess I don't know. I guess I was still on the fence. Like I thought he might get hurt or or get—I wouldn't say killed—but I thought he might get hurt it, during that fight. But compared to somebody like Legolas, who I feel like gets in fights and never comes away with a scratch, here's this guy getting tossed around and literally getting the shit kicked out of him for an elf. And I was like, oh shit! Some of these guys cannot hold their own as well as Legolas like that.
2: That that's called plot armor. is uh, <laughs> yeah, what that's Legolas fine. had. I'm fine with it, yeah. No, it's fine. I'm fine with it. it. It's just, that was the thing. Like, he wasn't going anywhere, so why even bother?
0: They also had the advantage, well, not the advantage, in in a way, like, Legolas was the main elf culture representation in Lord of the Rings. Even though you have a lot of time with Elrond and, and Arwen and all that, he's the only one that's really, from an elf perspective, ever put in a lot of direct battle scenarios that we follow long-term like the elves come yeah. to help out at, at elves deep and, and, and whatnot but and they, they shoot a bunch of arrows and they do like that's and you know and you 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 kind of you kind of get that um they kind of scratch that itch with um with what's his face who gets killed at uh at, at helms deep who who leads oh, yeah. the elves there, I... and then eventually gets killed during the battle. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. The one who in Fellowship, oh, know name, you know, chides Gimli, saying, "You know the the
2: dwarf." He was the one that was also in Spartacus. So he what? He was in Spartacus, the Star series. Oh, the actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: I, I think it was like they didn't have a lot of elf characters to 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 bang up really you know uh, aragon did that all the time
1: right yeah
0: so you're right he was safe he was polished he was he was he was the representation of of elfdom in the group and anything that they wanted to project about that was just put into him
1: right but i guess like to my point like that's the only experience like exposure to elves in battle that i've had based on the stuff that I've Correct. seen. So I just get to a point where I'm thinking, oh, everybody fights that way. Yeah. So to see this guy get his ass handed to him a couple times, yeah. I was like, all right, well, this is more fun to me. I'm, I'm more relatable to this guy than I am to legless. Yeah,
0: and they, and because Haldir of the story they're telling, they them. have the luxury of having extra main characters from that culture to to, to do that with.
1: And to to your point, Josh, aside from like Asiliador and his dad, we don't know really the fate of most of this cast. So any of them, True. when they get into danger, it's like, well, maybe they will bite it. Who knows?
0: So, okay. So if it's okay to make this transition, this is the part about yeah, go ahead. things that I, I mentioned. So they're, they're in the lore in, in the Silmarillion book. There's a, there's a, a chapter or a tale of, of the trajectory of the history that he tells that. And they, they they almost I wasn't sure if they were setting the table for this in in here or not, but the the men the the culture of mankind that that is on Numenor, they were given that island kingdom, by the gods as a thank you, for mankind's involvement in the war with Morgoth. Okay. They, part of that they were granted additional life's lo, life longevity. And, and given this kingdom away from Middle-earth, which had, you know, been ravaged and shown to be kind of a shit show, and, and, and set aside. There comes a point in time where the men of Numenor try to wage war against the gods. Because they feel that they are too governed, and their wills are too tied to... their fates are too tied to the wills of the gods. So they... Basically wage war, they go they try to go to where the Kingdom of the Gods is across the sea, basically where Galadriel's ship was on its way to. Okay. So she was not going to the Grey Havens in the way that the the elves in Lord of the Rings are departing to. There there was still like the realm of the gods was still accessible to the to the elves yeah, she... uh at this point in time of Rings of Power. It's Valinor. But, Valinor yes so yeah. the 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 men the the race of men and mankind on númenor that island kingdom eventually try to sail further west to wage war against the gods the gods crush the hell out of them upturn the island atlantis style if you will and any survival that's the tidal wave
1: that is foreshadowed correct right yeah
0: and mm-hmm. Any remaining people who survive it either are allowed to go back to Middle Earth or previously were, you know, already relocated there, and they're 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 allowed to be left there. But the island and the kingdom is like wiped off off the earth and like returned to the sea. I yeah. don't know if they're gonna go that route. Um, I, that's the point of the timeline that I forget is like up until the point of Saur trying to defeat Sauron and cutting the ring from his hand does that happen before or after that moment? And if it happens after, then it's like sometime in the intervening years between that and like the start of The Hobbit. I
1: feel like it's got to be before because if they're leading to that point for the series, I don't know why you'd tease the tidal wave coming if it's not going to happen in the series.
0: Very true. And like that could absolutely be like if they're going for a five season arc, that could absolutely be like season three that that happens to so that you then have the intervening years to set up this more established kingdom of men back on Middle Earth, where Seildor's yeah. father then becomes the king of again and all that. But if if we encounter that over the next five, six, seven, eight years, however long it takes to make this this these five seasons, that is going to be badass to see.
1: Yeah,
2: we hope. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it it should be really awesome to see.
1: Um, I want to sort of get to some of the plot points that were I consider some of the bigger reveals. So the I think the big one for us was, or the big one that I I would think the biggest. Uh, we know now who Sauron is. Turns out Hal Brown was playing us the whole time. So what did you think of that reveal? Surprising? Did you predict it?
2: Uh, surprising Mike? to me. Okay, I, you know, leading up to that point, you know, I mean, I think even like earlier in that episode, they make you think that the stranger or is yes going to be Sauron and it's like oh shit that's kind of wild that doesn't seem right because he doesn't seem very Sauronny. but yeah
0: but the whole idea um, that the, those uh, 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 priestesses for lack of a better term that whole th- that whole table they set with it like he he's been affected in a way that has caused him to forget we're waking him up right, right. yeah and, and it totally, I, it totally, I, I it totally thought that was—I would have—I would have ridden that wave as well because you get this whole thing of he doesn't really know who he is, he doesn't have language really, he's not sure where he belongs, and if they had gone that way with it, I—I would have
1: been on there. And like the whole show up and like the whole season has been giving us hints that 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 the stranger is not who we think it. Like they're they're. Trying to tell you he's bad based on visual cues and stuff that happens over the course of the season. Like, I would have put money on him being a bad guy. I would have put equal money at the same time
0: of him being Gandalf. Because everything about him otherwise says, this is Gandalf. Yeah. But there's enough that it seems too obvious that by the time you get to that, like, ceremony with the priestesses, you're like... Yep, they totally got me. They had me looking one way, and here we go. I never never saw this coming either. And goddammit, turns out he's Gandalf anyway.
2: <laughs> I, when he first showed up, you know, like at first, I honestly thought that it was going to be... He wasn't going to be the only one. And that mm. we were meeting Radagast, is what I initially thought. Because he, had, he was very in tune with nature, and uh, he was very... Okay. You know, like, he had all that, and I thought, there's going to be more of these, and we're going to see Gandalf eventually, is yeah. what my thought was. It's like, they're going to use this one to introduce our way to Gandalf. To, to the wizards. Um, So, I remember about yeah, midway... Just just to
0: get there. Midway through, Brian picked my brain about this, and I, I kind of took him through what I remembered about descriptions of wizards and their history from, I think, primarily the Silmarillion and some of the other writings or appendices that were in stuff um i mean so to remind the the, the listeners it, radagast that bra- the mike just mentioned he is a character that is in the hobbit movies he's the bird shit yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah. radagast the brown is is his wizard yeah. Yeah. color and whatnot and he's mr nature and whatnot yes so he's represented in otherwise cinematically and, and somewhere else The only other thought I had, because I I thought, it turned out I was kind of okay with it. I thought it was going to be a little bit boring for him to be Gandalf. So I was looking for them to go a different direction. But there's only five wizards, specifically five wizards ever talked about anywhere that are, quote, confirmed. Saruman the White. Who's the fifth? Gandalf the Gray, Radagast the Brown, and two blue wizards.
2: I know one's named Alatar. What's the other one?
0: Oh, is it? Okay. I I've Nothing that I've personally read ever named them, um, but they were always just, they, they was, it was confirmed as like the two blue ones, but I, I got to, I guess, expand some of the other stuff that I've read or maybe go back and, and definitely reread the Silmarillion, which this has prompted me to do. As soon as I'm done with what I'm currently on, <laughs> I'm going to reread that finally after almost 20 years. Um,
2: uh, Alatar and Palando. But am or I right the that they're both two names. technically, like, they're both blue? Blue. Yeah, okay. Yes, They Alatar and Palando are the blue wizards. I didn't remember Palando at all. I remembered the name Alatar, though. I, uh, good on you. I did, definitely did Strangely not. Strangely enough. Um,
0: from, from the extent that I have read, what I remembered did not necessarily include any real information about them. Obviously, obviously I didn't even remember their names were mentioned, let alone, like, what they were involved in, what their specialty was, where you could find them, like any tales about them whatsoever. It was just mentioned that they exist and that was it. So I thought like we've seen Radagast, we've seen Saruman and Gandalf. Wouldn't it be fun potentially if this turned out to be one of the blue wizards? So I was kind of hoping they were going that route. Just give me a bunch of new shit. I'm enjoying the new shit a lot. Yeah. Um. By the time they got to Gandalf in the way that they did, And, like, with the head fake with Sauron along the way. And then when you end up with the Sauron reveal at the end, I'm like, okay, you had Sauron. We're we're getting Gandalf. It'll be interesting to see if the explanation is, like, this is literally Gandalf's introduction from the gods into Middle-earth. Or if a similar thing has happened where, as, as far as my memory serves... The wizards existed prior to this point. They just served in a different capacity. Their purpose was for something else. So maybe we'll get the explanation of really how he arrived. Like, okay, he shot to Middle Earth as a, almost like a comet. Yeah. Right. So if that is sort of, we get the backstory on where he came from right prior to that and just the, 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 the means and the purpose of him showing up where he did, when he did. Um, if if that gets further explained in season two, hopefully, but uh, is it where, where it so ended that up, put, I was really cool with it.
1: I was, I was ready to put money on the stranger being Saruman. I think there were too many hints that in my mind pointing him the other direction. And he was a bad guy. Yeah. So I figured I really like looking back to like that first or second episode when he crashes, like a meteor to the ground and there's the fire. I think the, And maybe it's me just reading into it, but there's certain moments where that fire in the crater site looks like the Eye Eye of of Sauron. Sauron.
0: Absolutely. So
1: that's where I'm like thinking, okay, this has to be a bad guy because it's hinting at him seeing the Eye of Sauron or being some way associated with Sauron. Mm -hmm. That from there on, my mind was almost made up that it's got to be Sauron because he's the only bad wizard I knew about.
2: And that would be fair. Do we get official confirmation that this is Gandalf other than just a suggestion from a they never call him by line?
1: Name. Yeah.
2: So it's, it's just the lines of dialogue at end. Speaking, I feel like get do it right. That to me seems like it could be something even just to play devil's advocate. I don't think sure. this is correct, but yeah, to say that maybe it is Saruman and maybe Saruman and Gandalf were close enough that they both say that same thing about following your nose.
1: Well, I think the other yeah, tell picked
2: it up from him. Right
1: was when he gets to staff, I mean. like, like he he reverses one of their magics and changes them all into butterflies. Right? Shouldn't that be another hint that he's Gandalf? It
2: could be, but we really do. We see much of what Saruman was like before he turned. No, no. So we don't really know what he was like before then. I, I mean, we I, know that him into... and Gandalf were close enough. Yeah, I I from what I remember from the Hobbit movie adaptations,
0: so, which I only watched once each, um I think the the moments that Saruman is is there I think because they wanted the connective tissue to the Lord of the Rings films, he was still a quote good guy, but there was enough of a little bit of like shadowiness about his comments and his presence just so you knew remember he turns bad yeah but for the most yeah, I part the portrayal is like up into you like you're on the brink of the return of sauron in lord of the rings he is otherwise a good wizard in the way that his creators meant him to be
2: i i think that they, in the hobbit movies they tried to like show the very earliest rumblings of his turn. Well, I, of course of because how there's only were starting. There's to only be what, like maybe 100 years
0: to that. There's like less than 100 years between the events of the Hobbit and the start of Lord of the Rings. So in wizard time that's like a blink of an eye, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's not it, that. Like, much, doesn't so... the Hobbit
2: happen at Bilbo's 60th birthday?
0: Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So a very short period of time. In their relative terms to show that progression. Yeah, so but I think like things really, that live thousands of years, yeah. Yeah. Like at least until let's say the the downfall of Sauron the first time, if not for a significant period of time after it, Saruman is Saruman the White as designed, so to speak. Yeah. A so, good white. Yeah, design. if like the head fake of potentially is and that would have been really interesting, is are, oh, is this Saruman, and do we get to see that version of him for a while? That would be really cool
1: to look at. Yeah, I feel like Gandalf, was to me anyway, Gandalf almost felt like the obvious one, sort of like you were saying, Josh, and that's why I was kind of looking the other direction. Like, he, he's literally wearing gray the entire time, so if that's not a yep. telltale sign for somebody, I feel like if he was in oh. white, I would have leaned more towards Saruman probably, but I mean- yeah, the... I think Gandalf, Gandalf was the gray. gray before he was
2: white. Maybe Sauron was too.
1: Maybe, yeah. But, yeah, I th- I feel like it's pretty pretty clear they're setting it up to be Gandalf. I agree. I, until they give him a name, I guess it, it could always <laughs> change.
2: That's why I said devil's advocate. It's it's not that I think I'm, that that theory yeah. is correct. It's just, it's still technically possible, so it's worth mentioning. Fair. Probably less than we did, but. And just, yeah.
1: I guess, from a lore standpoint, because I don't know, was Gandalf part of the, the battle for Middle-earth when Sauron was defeated? Was he part of the battle or did he just exist around that time? Because at least the prologue that I've seen from the Fellowship, he's not there. It doesn't really incorporate him or any of them. Um, no. Off the top
0: of my head, I... I couldn't tell you.
1: Okay. Same. Just curious if he's going to end up like in that battle at some point if we get to that point cuz he should still be alive out through why all of he that wasn't. so or or that too yeah
0: like i yeah. It, it's sort of like that this period where like the Silmarillion doesn't go that far and okay. the hobbit right. and I, from what i remember from the lord of the rings book even it it, it it's it's doesn't almost the really... same thing like it acts as backstory to set the stage more for what you are about to read
1: right. i don't okay.
0: i don't know if any particular writing or anything published really details it very much yeah it could be yeah and there's and, the, and I mean, the there's specs...
2: plenty of stuff out there that i haven't read well i guess specifically with gandalf you really don't have anything fleshing out his origin there you know in that book or anywhere to tell yeah. us when he originated and what tolkien's original idea for that was so it could have been tolkien's original idea that gandalf came about after that bad. Right. like maybe Gandalf didn't even exist in his original thought who knows it's hard to say
1: Um, uh, we kind of sp- spun off of the the Halbrand surprises Sauron into the Gandalf one but any- anything else you guys want to add for the the reveal of Sauron
2: um I, I I it ties into it I suppose in like the creation of Mordor yeah. um I thought was probably the coolest moment of the show Yes. Like, altogether, just that whole thing was... I did not see that coming as to what they were trying to do with that sword. Had no clue. I knew it was bad. I knew they were trying for something bad. But I did not see it turning in that whole area into Mordor. I knew that area was supposed to be Mordor eventually. Yeah. yeah, Because that's the south. We know that. But I didn't see a turn of a key and then boom. I, I had no idea that was going to happen.
1: Well, even when the water, like the dam breaks and the water starts rushing down, you're like, oh, they're going to flood the city. Yeah. yeah. And then it doesn't go there. It goes underneath. And you're like, wait, no, what th- What happened? No. The, and then it, once it, it, not until it hit the mountain that I was like,
0: oh, shit. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and not until the volcano erupted. I'm like, I don't even know what the right word for it would be. But it, in my version, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is, it's almost like terraforming, if yeah. you will, to create Mordor. Through actual, real ecological science, if you <laughs> rather yeah, rather than yeah. like, yeah. and, and I thought that was such a badass can way to go. Up the landscape, just in, instead of like, oh, Sauron is evil and he made the land barren and makes the you know used evil power to make the <laughs> the volcano erupt. Like they actually yeah. had to work out the physics and the ecology of all of it. To to manipulate Middle
1: Earth and and the actual plant, right. like you know what I mean, like oh, it's so cool. Um, yeah. I think the the Sauron reveal for me worked. Like I I was under the impression the whole time that Halbrand, even because I mean they even mentioned the show, like he's they're calling him a king of the Southland. So I'm like, oh okay, he's just destined to be one of the, the one of the Nazgul, right? He's gonna one get a ring. Kings. He's gonna turn. Yep. He's I gonna be. Thought-
2: he would be the witch king honestly a right
1: bit. yeah Ooh, okay. i would have put money on that too so they the fact that they were leading you down that direction most of the season and then flipped it no he is actually the big bad he is sauron i thought that was really really well done yeah this, Um, they- i was gonna ask if there's any other surprises for you guys i think the mordor one was another big one for me yeah. um the i think josh mentioned earlier that the way they teased the belrog like i thought that was cool just to know he's down there, just hanging out, waiting to to show he's up. Kind of trapped.
2: What does yeah. a Balrog do while it's just
1: hanging out? Is he, I mean, what's he doing down there? I don't know. Just Counting being cheap. badass uh, and hot. <laughs> you know, because he's on fire. Like
2: you know, I, hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you 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 don't have to explain it. If you want it the other way, that's fine too. You're allowed. <laughs> I to. I just want to
1: make it clear. I don't think he's attractive. I just think he's very temperature hot. <laughs>
2: I mean, if you want protection, he's a hell of a guy to date.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: So but yeah, no, I you know, I just wondered, like all those thousands of years, what the hell was the Balrog actually doing? They're just e- yeah, I don't know.
0: eternally existing. I mean, it's just like Morgoth. I don't recall. I think Morgoth is in the end, I don't think he's ever vanquished. He if I remember, I think they, they imprison him first and then he's basically broken out. By his followers, and he's kind of then, if I remember, he's like basically expelled to the Phantom Zone.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they just call that it. That
0: like sounds the, 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 the darkness, or whatever it, their version of it is, but it, for modern sensibilities, it's kind of like the Phantom Zone.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. So everything else that was like his dominion and all that, the the Balrogs and all that, yeah, they're they're just sort of stuck.
1: Um. Do you guys enjoy that this is like so far before all this stuff that we've sort of seen before where the where the setting of this show is? Do you enjoy that?
0: I did. Yeah. Because like you said, yeah, it, it, had, it had the opportunity to pepper certain things in that mostly are not yet consequential. Yeah. So it made it fun in that way, but it wasn't constantly, like you said, just waiting for it to butt up against something else. It was. I I was not. A f- and I still really am not. I'm not really a fantasy reader. Lord of the Rings is a big exception to that. I didn't know anything about these things until I saw the modern movies. Um, yeah. This feels like falling in love with it again. And if they had just made like an immediate prequel, mm. um. And Mike, honestly, to the point that you made earlier about like House of the Dragon, eventually I found myself enjoying and looking forward to Lord of the Rings more every week precisely because i felt at some point for me they were trying to fit house of the dragon into too much of the box that we know eventually whereas rings of power just felt so open to me that i can just enjoy i i can judge what they're giving me on its own and i can i can decide whether i'm enjoying this on its own without really caring about what it means to
2: anything else related to it in, uh, I mean, on those to be fair to House of the Dragon, that it was still actually written by George R. R. Martin, whereas this wasn't written by Tolkien. Fair. But at so, least, like, you, at that's, least I they, think, where you're getting more of the freedom from uh, that formula. The, is that, you know... You
0: you, you did, but it, it also, they they picked a story for House of the Dragon that, by its nature, then, you know, they chose to... In theory, they might have said, hey, George... Can you write us an outline, or do you mind if we have a writer's room create an outline for a tangential story, not based on source material you've written? So what they're they, doing that. What they chose actually. to produce right now was something much more related to something that we spent eight years already watching. So just right. the, the complete and... newness
2: of everything for Rings of Power for me held um, a bit more of attraction. And it, I. I think on that note, like for me, it was the newness and the familiarity and taking a piece of the Lord of the Rings that is really interesting to learn about. The creation of those Rings of Power. And we're going to obviously get a season, like we did here, on the creation of the Elven Rings of Power. I'm assuming next season will be either the Dwarven or the Men. We'll see what happens. We don't know which way they're going to go next, but we're going to get to see how each of these different rings of power came into being and what happened. That's my assumption for the series is that they're going to follow and create all of them leading up to the eventual creation of the one ring. And then I'm assuming that's how season four ends. And then season five is the war of the one ring and all of that leading up to the end. And to me, that is really interesting because it's something you know happened that you have no information prior about yeah. It's that bit of lore that's there, but you don't know how it happened. Now you get to find out. That's an awesome place to start a show. It's a wonderful idea, and they did a really good job with it.
1: Um, I'm just thinking too, one of the uh questions I asked when we were in generals is like whether or not this connects to the movies and if that's, you know, meant to be prequel series or just interpreting the, the lore. Um I think one thing I noticed is shortly after finishing the show, so at the end of the show, we see the three elven rings. I watched Fellowship not too long after that, and they in the prologue sequence show the three Elven Rings. Stylistically, they're different in the movie than they are in the show. So I think that would put more uh, weight behind these are not connected, and they're just interpreting the lore based on what's there, and not really have to set up and and cohesively fall into the movies like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, because I would think if it was like you'd have to make the rings look the same, right? You'd want to connect those dots.
2: Maybe. Or, you know, maybe that... I don't know. Is there a description of how the rings looked? I don't recall.
1: Written description? I don't know. Yeah, but if you if just look at the pictures from... No, no. From no what, I mean, we'll like, we'll see in, the, end of the... in the book. Oh, uh, in the like, book. Like, I don't like
2: know. were they following it and the original movie didn't? Because they didn't find it important I enough mean, to f- nail that down or something? I don't know if that's the case. I don't know so what, the, is... what the
1: issues were, but from what I understand, the token estate does not like Peter Jackson's adaptation of the books oh, okay. so i don't know what it is about the movies that he didn't do right from the books that they have a problem with but there's there's definitely i think a beef there i i, I don't know, I maybe don't know maybe the I could specifics have out
2: of about it. frodo's
0: 32nd cousin that maybe i i could agree to some degree on the hobbit easily yes but the lord of the rings i i i guess i could see why maybe but i also think they made really really badass stories
1: Oh, I agree. Right. I yeah. Mean, so I don't really know what to be like, really, the, the, those three movies generated so much hype and, and Interest. notice for a fantasy series that was falling below the radar, probably, I think for a lot of people and for a fantasy that has now become genre. mainstream and is making a shit ton of money for the Tolkien estate as it is. Yeah. So I don't know what the beef is there, but I, like I said, I didn't look at specifics. It was, mm-hmm. I think in the, in the write up that I read about the showrunners and and them getting into the show and like, how the token estate had issues or it might've just been a line saying they had issues with Peter Jackson's interpretation and they were looking for someone else to come in and do something different. And these guys are doing that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the, uh, the one thing, I'll so that up could is be something to research if you're curious, we're
0: talking about the elven rings, especially um, the one of those rings eventually ends up with Gandalf.
1: Oh, ah, okay. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, if in, in fellowship at the bridge of Khazad-dum, when he's fighting the Balrog, one of the things yeah. he says to him, is he is the wielder of the flame of Anor. that's one of the elven rings so eventually oh, okay. he becomes the possessor of one of those rings and only really if you knew that um in the last scene at the gray havens when they're all about to sail away and he says okay frodo time to go he turns to the hobbits and he's holding his staff his hands are very clearly visible holding the staff he has a redstone hmm. ring okay on one of his hands that's it
1: so who gets the who gets the redstone one in the show
0: that i forget because it, we we know by the time fellowship starts galadriel points out to frodo that she has one still yeah so she's got number two i forget I mean, both in the show and elrond would thing. still have his i i think so right i think the so have to kelly kelly the brimbor Smith. is
1: what the forger right yeah yeah so it might does be he, is w- he still have... alive or does he die
0: couldn't tell you He's not. I yeah, don't believe right. he's so maybe Gandalf gets in, it from him
1: if he dies or something. I
0: don't believe he's represented in the Lord of the Rings movies, but I don't. I yeah. history wise, I don't remember.
1: Okay. All right. Well, this will bleed into my last question before we go out of here. Uh, any predictions for season two or anything else you'd like to see going forward?
0: I think Mike started hitting, you know, setting the stage for that, which I think is whether it's right or wrong. I think it's an interesting path to take. The idea that like maybe one of the next cult, like you get to the next culture. Because I I was under the impression that we might even get the idea of all of them being established by the end of this first season, and the fact that we got so far in and we didn't have any of them, and it really only ends with yeah. the elves having theirs. I I think he's probably right.
1: Well, we have what the dwarves get a group of rings, the they men get seven. a group of rings. So that's two seasons right there. That takes us up to season three. If you do that. Is yeah, there the another dwarves, group? The
0: dwarves get seven. The one ring. Men get nine.
1: Right, but to your point, the one ring would be. Oh, you said season, season four. four. Season four would be the one ring. Okay, I gotcha.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, tracks. That season five's the war.
1: Yeah, all right. I buy
2: it. And, I, like, I think that's a very good possibility. Um, It would make sense. I think next season, you're going to see the dwarves. And I think the third season makes sense for men. Um, Because I honestly think that somehow he's going to need men to be craving that power to get yeah. something he needs to make the one ring. Okay. Some Something that ne- that is needed for it. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's got to be something to making a ring that powerful. Yeah. We're going to get to find out what it is. And... I mean, I
1: really want to see... I Sauron just try to manipulate all these different groups into wanting, like, making it seem like it's their idea to make the rings. Right, that was the most interesting part of one of the end episodes. Was just him in the ear of Celebrimbor, yep. getting him to design a a circle and then something that's smaller than a circle, and then like just the steps there. That was really cool. Um, and I'm I'm curious. What the hell was I gonna say? I totally lost. Oh, the uh the we know, at least, again, pulling, pulling my knowledge from the, the movies and stuff, by the time we get to, like, Fellowship, it seems like Middle-Earth and the factions of, or the races of Middle-Earth are basically fractured, right? We know that the Elven people and the Dwarves don't really get along. Right now, it seems like they're on talking terms, so I'm curious what the event is to splinter that relationship. Is it going to be that they dug into the mountain for Mithril and then fucked everything up, and now the the Dwarves blame the Elves and the Elves need it from the Dwarves, so that becomes a whole sticking point there? Like, I could see something like that happening.
2: Durin's father and, was right, even though he seems like a dick.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that would like, be something yeah, he'd hold but... over Durin, and then there'd be a whole whole turmoil thing there, and people not getting along. So yeah, I could see a lot of that stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But...
2: It, it, that that, that yeah. would play well, to make a conflict there that has to be resolved in some way. Yeah. Or unresolved, I suppose, to leave it unresolved.
1: Right, it's going to get to the point um, where the, the relationships are no longer salvageable, and then, you know, we lead into the movies. And
2: maybe it's something where the dwarves actually end up giving Sauron what he needs to finish the ring, whether incident like, not intentionally, but they do it, and then the elves and Elrond hold that against Durin, and that right. fractures their friendship permanently, because, well you screwed us all. So that's, you know what I mean? I don't know. I could see that being a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Last call. Any other predictions? Josh, anything else? No,
0: not, no, I, I, I don't think I could even, I, I think it could go so many places that it wouldn't, I, I
2: couldn't even conceive where to start.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
2: I, I think I, the only one I would have is Adar, Adar. I did however you say it that's your witch king of angmar
1: oh
2: yeah I, okay. would, I would think he becomes that
1: well but okay so that's a well, guess. He's, he said he killed sauron right or yeah he did i'm very curious to learn more about that so i'm curious if they meet again if they'd actually be on the same side or if that would just be another faction trying to take out sauron again
0: or if the, i thought if the wording then, meant something differently but that's just what he said. I wasn't
2: say either the wording, or there was something where he had to kill Sauron to make him more powerful.
1: Right, like Maybe it was it's part, part of, the of plan. a ritual of some kind. Yeah. All right, I could buy that too. Yeah. All right, either but, way. So just the fact that it, I feel like it could go either way, like it's 50-50. I fucking I love it. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. Just give me season two now, please. Uh. All right. Last call. Anything else you want to get off your chest, or we're going to close it down for this one ready to Nothing. close close all the right. black gate <laughs> <laughs> uh we didn't we typically tv shows i don't think we usually give a rating so i'm not gonna worry about giving a rating but i think it's pretty clear we're all pretty happy with this show um so i think yeah definitely if you're if you're curious if you made it this far we spoiled most of the show for you so maybe don't you know you can rewatch it i guess but uh definitely i would recommend checking it out if you're curious uh, but that's it for us. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating in review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow and subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon. Hopefully, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash BryguySuperFriends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, try to email me, BryguySuperFriends at gmail.com. It's there. It's legit. It works. I won't check it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at BGSuperFriends that I will see that I can respond to. Uh, if you want to give me a follow on Twitch, it's Jedi Bry Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, anytime we do any live podcast recordings, we will do it there. If you want to watch me occasionally stream some video games, I also do that there. Uh, and that's it. On behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>